Live with CDP Sports Talk, a weekly sports and entertainment podcast sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet. Live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And on audio via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Radio Public, and TuneIn. Now, here's your host, Chris Palmey. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, it's actually happy uh, National Pie Day as well here on this Tuesday, March 14th, 2023. Season 5, Episode 32 of Live with CDP Sports Talk, sponsored by Barry Cohen Chevrolet. 905 Woodlawn Road West in the Guelph Auto Mall. Check out barrycollin.com for the newest selection of new and pre-owned GM vehicles or give them a call at 519-824-0210 or email them info at barrycollin.com. And also, guys, you can now pre-order the electric Cadillac Lyric or the electric Silverado. And if you want to test drive a Cadillac Lyric, uh, you can uh, either call Barry Collins Chevrolet or give them an email, and you can uh, do that as well. And uh, I'm loving my 2023 uh, Chevy Trailblazer I just bought there in January as well. Anyways, guys, uh, thank you, everybody, for coming on today. I'm looking forward to my guest. This is his third appearance on here. His name is Pat Malacaro. He's the uh, play-by-play announcer for the Buffalo Bisons. He does some update anchoring, reporting, and he's an all-around utility man for the Buffalo Sabres radio network on WGR 550. And he also does some college hockey and basketball uh, as well, I believe, for Niagara University as well. So anyways, I'm looking forward to speaking to Pat today, uh, especially about the Buffalo Bisons and maybe uh, what his favorite uh, pie is since it is National Pie Day. Good afternoon, Pat. How you doing? Great, Chris. Chocolate pie all the way. Okay, simple answer <laughs> for me. For me, blueberry pie. There you go. I'm so, always chocolate. Yep. Good to chat with you again. Yeah, same here. And uh, like I said, that was an exciting win. Uh, we'll just talk briefly about the Sabres and we'll get into the Bisons. But that was an exciting win and a must win for the Sabres last night against the Maple Leafs at the, uh, I keep calling it the Air Canada Center, Scotiabank Center. Yeah, it was a game that the Sabres had to win, not only because they are getting towards the end of the season, but it was one of the nights that the Islanders weren't playing as well. So it's one of those games in hand that the Sabres uh, had to pick up the two points, and uh, whether it was regulation or overtime, uh, just get the two points. You're not going to track down Toronto or Tampa Bay, for that matter, for the second or third in the division. So um, to get those two points and falling down to nothing and then really kicking it in, from that point on, not allowing the Leafs a shot on goal for the rest of the second period, um, it was really an impressive performance. And I think you saw the just uh, how important Alex Tuck is kind of um, to help settle everything down uh, with with a lot of the a lot of the chemistry he has with Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner. And the Sabres have a couple more uh, road games this week, I believe, at Washington and Philadelphia. Now, did they go back to Buffalo last night, or did they stay in Toronto? No, they actually went right to Washington following the game last night. They'll uh, be on the road all week. And then, yeah, those three road games, including last night, and then they'll host Boston on Sunday. So it's not an easy week. Uh, you know, Washington's a team the Sabres played uh, well against, beat them here in Buffalo about a uh, week and a half ago on the 26th of February. And, uh, you know, then you got to take out a Philly team that has played well at times. They've played uh, not so great at times. And Boston is the best team in the league. So uh, it's not an easy week. 
Absolutely. And you've been a busy guy as well. Obviously, you do work with WGR, the Buffalo Bisons. So you covered do some work for the Sabres radio station. And also, you've been doing some play-by-play for uh, uh, some college university teams, I think, Niagara. Yeah, yeah. It's something I've really enjoyed doing. Uh being able to do the last couple of years. It started uh, 40 years ago um, up in Niagara University for, at the Gallagher Center when the Purple Eagles are home for basketball um, on the radio side of things. And uh, the last couple of years, and with my work through through the Sabres broadcast, uh, they've been able to add uh, some hockey play-by-play and color commentary experience as well. So I uh, had fun with that with uh, Niagara this year, even uh, the Canisius College Golden Griffins, another local team here. Um, they're in the Atlantic Hockey Championship, Canisius and Niagara playing the same uh, conference. I had a chance to do both of those games last week and um, it's just, it's fun. It's, it's exciting. And uh, you know, it hockey is a sport that, that I really uh, grew up on the ice and, and really have a uh, excitement and passion for. So I've been very lucky to be able to uh, add some hockey and certainly uh, basketball to my resume as well. And also the, the speed of the game too, I guess baseball is a little slower pace compared to hockey and, and, and basketball as well. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, in baseball, there's no line changes. So, um, you know, hockey, you're, you're always on the fly trying to figure out the new line combinations. Basketball, not as difficult because, you know, you got to wait till a whistle stoppage. And um, usually it's not five for five change in wholesale changes. So um, each, each has their own uh, challenges. And uh, I like uh, I like the challenges of them all. Okay, we'll get into some questions now, Pat. Uh, what were your brief, quick thoughts on uh, last year's Buffalo Bill? Uh, sorry, Buffalo Bison season, and uh, what are you looking forward uh, from this twenty twenty three uh, Buffalo Bill uh, Buffalo Bison team? I keep saying the Bills because I guess they made a free agent move today, but uh, just thoughts on last year's Bison's team and w- what's the direction look like for this twenty twenty three season? Yeah, it was a unique year, and I I feel like I've said that a lot over the last three or four years, but really in terms of you know being at the um, at the serving at the pleasure of the of the parent club could never have been more true for the Bisons last year. Not only did, were players up and down from the big leagues, but Casey Candell, who started out as the manager last year uh, after Charlie Montoyo was relieved of his managerial duties, and John Schneider was named the interim manager. Well, Casey Candell went in and served as the interim bench coach for the remainder of the 2022 season. So not only were there a lot of players that um, started the year in Buffalo and eventually ended up in Toronto and maybe went back and forth, but so same thing for the coaching staff. So it was a unique year in that respect. Jeff Ware, who started the year as the pitching coach, ended up serving as the interim manager for the remainder of the season and really did a good job of trying to keep everything together. Um, you know, they did not, the team did not have as much success as they did in 2021. You know, you win the division, uh, the year before and last year, uh, finished above 500, but, uh, not winning the division. So, you know, by definition, it wasn't on paper, a wins and losses as successful of a year, but we did get to see players that I'm really excited for here in Buffalo this year, not only pitching wise and guys like Hayden Yinger, Yosra Zulueta, who were optioned out of major league spring training, um, just yesterday down to the minor league side of things, but guys like Spencer Horwitz or even potentially Aurelvis Martinez, who spent all of last year uh, in New Hampshire and is one of the top prospects in the organization. And we talked top prospects last year was Gabriel Moreno, uh, top prospect for the Blue Jays at one point, the top prospect according to MLB pipeline and baseball America as the top prospect overall in minor league baseball. So, um, you know, trading him this past offseason to get Dalton Varsho uh, from Arizona was an important move for the Blue Jays. So, again, a, a year of transition and, and one where a lot of players got experience, uh, especially at the end of last season, 
um, with the way that the double A season ends before triple A does. So kind of that trickle down effect of when guys go up to the big leagues, you know, there's potentially some, some opportunities for double A players. And we saw that at the end of last year for guys like uh, Addison Barger, Trevor Schwecky, Davis Schneider, uh, John Aiello, just a handful of the names that uh, spent the majority of last year with New Hampshire and got a taste of AAA life in September. This partnership with the Blue Jays has been very successful. Yeah, it has. And this will be the 10th actual season, uh, wow. although this will be the 11th year. Uh, yeah, back in 2013 was the first season and year of the affiliation. Um, of course, 2020, there was no minor league season, so you can't count that year. But this is the 10th season uh, of the affiliation, and it's going strong. And and the partnership uh, could not be better. We talked about it last year, the the joint venture between Rich Baseball Operations, our, our, the, the company, uh, our parent company that owns the Bisons, as well as the Blue Jays, to invest in the clubhouse structure, uh, the, not even a batting cage, the hitting lab, uh, a lot of the behind the scenes, um, multi-million dollar collaboration um, that took place when the Blue Jays played in Buffalo in 2021. All those things enhanced the AAA experience and there were going to need to be enhancements uh, with the new player development contract in terms of major and minor league baseball. But um, what the Bisons and the Blue Jays did together goes so far above and beyond that, um, that both sides really have benefited greatly from um, what was a uh, difficult, unique, you name the the superlative, the adjective um, experience over 2020 and 21, but uh, one that we've come out the better side for. And the Blue Jays obviously upgraded Celine Phil when they were there for two years during the pandemic, and now they're doing major renovations to the Rogers Center. And from what I've seen, their spring training facility uh, is very beautiful from the rentals there as well. Yes. Yeah. Salem field. That's what I mentioned you know, in terms of the, the clubhouses in the batting lab at, at, at our ballpark downtown um, you know, it, it's, it's a 35 year old building. So uh, always needing to continue to update it and, and make upgrades is so important. And yeah, TD ballpark and even the, the, the Matic complex on the, on the minor league side of things and, and how expansive that has become. Um, and a lot of the principles that are used down there in, in Dunedin, are brought up to Salem Field in Buffalo um, to help make it an easy transition when you go from uh, spring training in February and March to Buffalo in April, and then hopefully to Rogers Center uh, after that. And I'm looking forward to seeing just as a baseball fan and, and someone who enjoys going to Rogers Center every year, I'm looking forward to seeing the changes that are coming to the ballpark as that structure continues to evolve as, you know, what, what differences in fan experience has become over the last five to 10 years. And, um, you know, what used to be just sit in the stands, maybe have a drink and a hot dog and, and watch the game is, is there are a lot of fans that still want to do that, but there are a lot of fans now that want to have that social experience as well of just being in larger groups, uh, common areas. You know, I just saw a couple of days ago that the release from the blue Jays about, uh, general admission areas that you can just buy a ticket, walk in and go to certain spots that you just stand around and watch the game and, you know, have a good time. So that's, you know, I'm excited to see what that all looks like now. Just hard to believe when you just said Celine Field is 35 years old. Cause I remember when it first opened in 1988 and uh, it was a big deal. And, and then the Rogers center Skydome opened in 1989. Where has the time gone? I know. And, and for, for us here in Buffalo, 
we take a lot of pride in the fact that there were not a lot of downtown ballparks, especially in minor league baseball, um, being built. And we were really the first. And the goal was to be major league uh, in the expansion of the early 90s that went to uh, the Marlins and the Rockies. So we didn't end up getting that here in Buffalo. But um, the ballpark was the the template for teams moving back downtown and also um, kind of the template for what is Camden Yards in Baltimore and that retro style feel that really came to define new ballparks in the 90s. Absolutely. And uh, this leads to my next question, Pat. Uh, Can you just tell us some of the changes to the Bison's coaching staff in 2023 and uh, thoughts on manager Casey Candell? And um, I was reading up, I don't know, is Devon White still going to be with the organization this year? He still is within the in the Blue Jays organization, but taking on a different role. He has worked so well with um, not only our outfield prospects here in Buffalo over the last couple of years, but you know whether it's base running or, or certain aspects of the game. Uh, Devo has been such a valuable uh, resource for players, and we've seen it. Whether it's uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. his transition from infield to outfield, uh, you name it. Jonathan Davis, who's no longer in the organization, but um, you know came up and contributed at certain times. So uh, Devon White will still be in the organization. He'll just have a new role this year. Um, this season, Justin Echeverria will take on that uh, more development coach role. Uh, in addition to Casey Candell, Jake McGuigan is uh, the only returning coach. Um, on the team uh, as as a coach on the and the staff this year, uh, new new pitching coach mentioned Jeff Ware. He has an exciting new opportunity to help out uh, as one of the bullpen coaches for the Blue Jays. So Tim Norton, uh, who is was a pitcher in the Yankees organization and previously was a coach in the Yankees chain as well, uh, he he's going to be the Triple A pitching coach this year, his first year here. And uh, the exciting part, Corey Hart uh, is, is taking on a new assignment as well. So uh, that gives an opportunity to someone like Matt Haig, who is uh, a league MVP in the International League with the Bisons uh, in his time in, in AAA baseball. So someone who performed well for the Bisons, with the Bisons at Salem Field, and now will be somebody that's be instrumental in helping the hitters uh, here at AAA after two successful years in New Hampshire. When do the Bisons open up spring training? And is it in Braden, Florida? Florida, or, they, or do they haven't done Eden? Done Eden? Yeah, it's right in Dunedin. Uh, okay. For the minor league side, uh, kicked off about a week ago, uh, last Monday. So what, uh, eight, okay. nine days ago now. Um, a lot of the players, um, you know, it's not only on the major league side of things, but you, you have a lot of players that will be added to the major league spring training side of things for us, uh, non-roster free agents, uh, 40 man roster players, uh, guys that are going to spend time in big league camp and get spring training games. in. so, uh, yesterday I mentioned, you know, there were a handful of players that were optioned out of spring camp down to the minor league side. So they'll join those groups of players that are now in, in Dunedin at the Matic complex. Um, that was, um, had undergone multi-million dollar renovations um, prior to the 2020 spring training calendar. Um, so uh, yeah, they're down there now and they'll be playing in games and, you know, places like Clearwater, Bradenton as well. Some of the close sites um, you know, at Tampa against the Yankees uh, minor league um, affiliates as well. So those games take place now and in less than two weeks, they'll head up to Buffalo and, and have a couple of workouts before heading to scranton Wilkesbury to start the year on earliest ever, March 31st. You must be looking forward to it. Are you going to be able to go up there for like a week or a couple of days to see them up in Florida? Uh, not this year, just with the, with the time, uh, how, how soon the season starts this year and a couple of the projects we're working on here. Um, just wasn't in the cards this year, but hopefully uh, next year. I always enjoy going down, not only um, you know getting a chance to see the major league side of things and, and see my old friend Ben Wagner, but uh, just go down and, and 
meet with the coaching staff, see some of the players on the development side of things in the minor league uh, complex and, and uh, you know, get a feel for what our roster might look like. And speaking of Ben, he's done a great job as the radio voice of the Jays. And speaking of that, Jerry Howarth uh, turned 77 the other day. And uh, I'm hoping one day they put him up on the Jays level of excellence alongside Tom Cheek. Because Jerry Howarth is, to me, as much a part of the Blue Jays as Tom Cheek. And he was such a great announcer as well. Yeah, and somebody that uh, you know has, has stood the test of time, and and really uh, some of the more iconic calls. It, it's Tom Cheek and Jerry Howarth, and especially uh, in this Blue Jays affiliation for the Bisons, uh, when the the Blue Jays were uh, wild card and division winners, and going to the American League Championship Series in back to back years. You know, those are those are the sounds of summer and and, and fall uh, for for a lot of us who have um, quickly uh, become big fans of the Toronto Blue Jays. I would expect the Blue Jays to be battling uh, for the division. I'm not sure they'll, they'll take over the Yankees, but I expect the Blue Jays team to win at least 90 to 93 games this year, and they should be a playoff team. Yeah, with the moves that they've made this past offseason, mentioned you know flipping your depth, so to speak, for uh, Gabriel Moreno, sending him to Arizona for Dalton Varsho, uh, trading Teoscar Hernandez to Seattle um, for some pitching uh, help as well. You know, Chris Bassett added to the equation uh, for the pitching staff. So those aren't moves that you make just to be good enough. Those are moves that you make because you think you should be able to um, contend for the division and uh, not only make the playoffs in the expanded playoff format, but uh, win games in the postseason. You mentioned the ALCS, you know, making a deep run in the playoffs um, is something that this Blue Jays team Look, you add George Springer, you make a lot of these moves. Hunjin Ryu is injured right now, but you know that was really the first, that was the catalyst for the Blue Jays to say, we're making a run now. And then you add George Springer to the mix prior to 2021. And you know th this is a team that the expectations are ratcheted up every year. Absolutely. Now, since I have you on here, Pat, obviously the minor league baseball the last couple of years has done the uh, pitch clock and some of the rules. They actually did the ghost or the runner at second in extra innings. What are your thoughts on those rules now going into major league baseball for 2023? Look, look they work. I mean, at the bottom, the bottom line is in minor league baseball last year, we saw a reduction in the average game time of about 25 minutes um, from the start of the season to the end. It, it, it varied. And the one thing about baseball is it's a game of adjustments, whether pitchers have had to adapt over the course of time to uh, how good hitters are and vice versa. Um, players have had to adapt and, and pitchers maybe didn't like um, the, the pitch clock in terms of the enforcement because the pitch clock has actually been in minor league baseball in AAA since about 2015. But it that wasn't, wow. yeah, it wasn't necessarily strictly enforced until last year. And uh, there have been other moves as well. Like uh, prior to the last couple of years, you could try a pickoff move more than twice. Um, you know, they call them disengagements when the pitcher steps off the rubber. You know, if he calls for time, if the catcher calls for time during an at-bat, um, the pitcher throws over to first base. You only get two of those now during a single at-bat. And um, that is something that, um, you know, really has increased the speed of the game. And same for the batter. They, they're they not allowed to uh, get a courtesy step out more than once in an at-bat now. So um, they have to be ready to go. Last year, the, the pitch clock, if there was no one on base, you had 14 seconds. Someone on base, it was 19. So the major league side, it's 15 and 20. So that was the adjustment period of pitchers just had to realize, look, if I work slow, I've got to figure it out uh, within a 14-second or 19-second window. And if you don't, then it, a ball is going to be called. Or if you step off more than two times and, and try and pick a guy off, 
you try it for a third time, you don't you don't get them. He gets the base automatically. So those are all rule changes that uh, increase the speed of games in a positive way in minor league baseball. And look, there will be adjustment periods. There'll be um, there's going to be violations that happen, and they're going to make people very unhappy, whether it's a hitter, or a pitcher, or, or a team. And you just hope that they're not in impactful situations um, where where they do happen. But um, you know, the pace of games really has been an issue that Major League Baseball has needed to solve in the last handful of years. We talk about, you know, the way fans go to games and the difference in how they want to see a game at the ballpark. Well, how a fan watches a game has changed and how much time a fan has to dedicate to a regular season, one out of 162, or even a postseason game um, has changed as well. So that's something that Major League Baseball has had to really take a hard look at and and figure out a way to um, really increase fan engagement. Now, speaking to Bison's fans, uh, last couple of years down there, Pat, overall, how do they like these rules in minor league baseball? Are they quite happy with it? Like, I'm a traditionalist, but I'm willing to see how this goes this year. Yeah, and I think fans wanted to really see the results, and they did last year. Once you see the results and, um, you know, once you see that the game takes two hours and 15 to two hours and 30 minutes instead of two hours and 45 to three hours, um, people like it. Um, you know, it's, Maybe the broadcasters, we we have to uh, learn to adjust and adapt and not take as long to tell a story anymore. But I think everybody by the end of the year was uh, happy with the results. And we'll see if now the the uh, limiting and banning of shifting uh, has an impact. And that takes time. Um, you know, on the minor league side of things, that 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 window was tight as well with the, the pitch clock. But uh, that all took extra time in the majors that won't be there anymore. And will that increase the speed of games and, and uh, you know, how fast will hitters adjust to um, you know, and pitchers adjust to uh, the, the shift being banned. That's something that I think is an open question for this year. Okay. Well, thank you for answering that. And I wanted to ask you about that as well, Pat, because uh, obviously they've had these rules down. I just 2015 hard to believe, but um this question I wanted to ask you too, since I have you on, Pat, is uh, what are some of the upcoming events going on at Celine Field on opening day in the month of April? And uh, maybe just talk about some of the big events this summer at the ballpark. Yeah, I mean, the biggest events always are Star Wars Night, uh, which will be in June, and then the Independence Eve celebration on July the 3rd uh, with the Buffalo Philharmonic Orchestra. Um, that is a uh, yearly event at our ballpark. Last year, it actually took place on July 4th. With, with the way that the schedule shook out. Um, the Bisons were on the road on Sunday, July 3rd last year. Um, so they hosted Syracuse on July 4th this year. The Bisons will be home on the 4th of July again, or 3rd of July against Worcester, and then be on the road on the 4th. Um, those are incredible nights of the ballpark where um, the Buffalo Philharmonic Orchestra puts on a great show post game. Uh, it's a 6.05 start time for, for that July 3rd game. Uh, as I mentioned Star Wars night. Uh, that'll be a sold out event. Uh, at some point, uh, if, if you want to come out to the ballpark and you're a Star Wars fan, the Bisons are wearing special Ewok-themed jerseys for that night. Um, and, and one of the things I, I really think we take a lot of pride in, a, a lot of teams do Star Wars nights. It's incredibly successful. Um, jerseys, maybe you have some characters come out. But one thing that we do that nobody else does, and I can say that for a fact, is we put on a Star Wars theme presentation every year with a, a local Star Wars group called the, the Northridge, where Lucasfilms actually gets the script. They approve, make changes, what have you. And then every half inning from like the fifth or sixth inning on, 
that presentation will that those vignettes will play and it culminates in an on-field uh, fight scene at the end of, of Star Wars night um, before a big uh, one of our biggest fireworks shows of the year. So not only do you have the jerseys, not only do we have uh, the laser swords that that'll be uh, the young kids will have. And we have family packs where you can get tickets, uh, hot dogs and a drink and a laser sword, uh, you know, for that night, you can buy them when you get to the ballpark. But when you have all of that combined with the fact that we put on uh, what is our own uh, Star Wars um, themed presentation uh, that really enhances the night. Now, uh, last year you guys did something with the Buffalo Bandits. Are you guys doing that again this year? Because I think that's great, uh, and I'm uh, I love the the game of lacrosse, and I, I just think that's great. And I, I hope to be down there this year when you guys have the Bandits lacrosse there then again. Yep, there'll be uh, lacrosse night and hockey night as well uh, at, at the ballpark again this year. Um, similar theme to last year, so uh, those are those were fun events that were on the calendar last year. So uh, we're looking forward to having those again this year. Um, we had several players from the Bandits join us at, at Salem Field last year to, to be part of it. I know they're excited about it. We hope they make a deep run into the NLL playoffs again, just like last year. Hopefully a uh, different result uh, by the end of the season. But uh, looking forward to, to that on uh, th Thursday, June 15th. That's uh, the lacrosse night. Uh, against the Syracuse Mets. So uh, it, it'll be fun. And hockey night is is one that I, I really enjoy as well. Um, we started that one in 2019. Last year had um, the Sabres, what is now the Sabres road jersey as the theme of, the, of those jerseys and caps. So uh, that'll be a fun night as well. And that's one thing I like about Buffalo. All the teams support each other. You're basically one Buffalo. And I think that's great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've had over the years, uh, the first round pick of the Bills and the Sabres come out and throw a first pitch. I know uh, hopefully the Bills have a, a good draft coming up in April uh, and we'll have an opportunity to celebrate uh, uh, that player as well. So, um, you know, it's it's exciting and, and that's what it's all about here. And, and we're looking forward to, um, you know, continuing that partnership with our friends at the Sabres, Bills and Bandits and the, and the Buttes too. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Hey, and why I have you on here too. I also, there's something for Canadian fans from Southern Ontario. Uh, they can get tickets at par until uh, end of May, I guess. Yeah. So that's another, another great uh, feature. Thanks for bringing that up uh, where uh, we love our, our friends just across the border. And we're, we love the fact that we can uh, welcome them again with open arms and, you know, no border restrictions, something uh, that really was still in place last year. Uh, you know, having to use the Arrive Can app, and and now that you can cross the border, um, you know the way the way we did back in 2019 and prior to that, um, we are really looking forward to having uh, the Canadian fan base join us. So yeah, game tickets, any single game ticket, it's for any game throughout the course of the season. It doesn't have to be a game in April or May, but if you purchase single game tickets um, it, with Canadian money, it'll be at par through May 31st. So you can do that. Uh, and, and you can head over to bisons.com. Uh, the promo code, if you're buying them online, welcome back all one word in caps, uh, when you go to checkout, um, or if you're, if you're down here in Buffalo, maybe you're coming to the Sabres game this Sunday or the bandits game on, on Saturday night. Um, you know, and you're here during the day, just, uh, I, I, I encourage you to check out, um, you know, our ticket office hours, um, normal business hours during the day, uh, 10 to two on Saturdays and you bring Canadian cash. Um, you can buy bison tickets at par for any game throughout the course of the season. Uh, again, now through, uh, May 31st. 
I think that's awesome. And I always enjoy coming down to Celine Field. And I want to say thank you to you, Pat, uh, for uh, letting me come back again this summer to uh, cover the Bisons as a freelance journalism. I really appreciate that. And I really enjoyed it last year. And my birthday, you guys are home for my birthday this year on June 29th as well. Well, that, that might be a reason to come down and celebrate. Definitely. And also, hopefully I get to see uh, Bud Bailey. I've had him on my show a couple times and I had Howard Simon on it. Everybody in your city, uh, media wise, has been so great with my uh, uh, my show and my media work. And I really appreciate it. And I'm hoping to be at the Bandits game this Saturday against Colorado as well. I'm just waiting for approval from the National Cross League as well. Yeah, and it's exciting down there and uh, the, the level of support that the Bandits get, uh, you know, consistently 10,000 or so fans a night is impressive. And um, I know that's you know, another reason why we, we love to, to, to have crossover events because of the enthusiasm that fans show for not only professionals, uh, you know, the big four major sports, but uh, minor league baseball and uh, box lacrosse as well. And, and how that has been, you know, so exciting since it, it in, uh, was introduced here in Buffalo in the nineties. Yeah, 1992, which is hard to believe. And I had their uh, PA announcer on recently, uh, Chris Swanson as well. And he does such a great job uh, doing that. And it's such a fun presentation. And you guys, you're the Bison's uh, in-game presentation. You guys do an excellent job as well. It's so important to engage with fans when they're at the ballpark or the arena nowadays. Yeah, and really, I think a lot of what minor league baseball has done over the years, taking every game as an individual event, is something that we're seeing in Major League Baseball because you know the majors have have come to realize that uh, we do things really well in the minor leagues, and um, yeah, it's fun to go see the Yankees and the Red Sox, and you know a lot of those rivalry games, you know the Blue Jays and the Red Sox, the Blue Jays and the Yankees, but um, there's so much more to it than just. Um, you know, to come into the ballpark and, you know, with the new areas of, of the ballparks, uh, you know, bobblehead giveaways, T-shirt, jerseys, jerseys, you know, all those different things. Promotions and fan engagement is such a part of why fans come to the ballpark. And that's something that we we do really well in the minors, I think. And um, we take a lot of pride in it at, at Salem Field and, and at the ballpark. And, um, you know, always looking to improve and always trying to come up with new ideas like Star Wars night nearly two decades ago. And, bandits or sabers, hockey and lacrosse nights and things like that to really continue to drive uh, fan engagement and give folks a reason to come back to the ballpark. Okay. And that, Hey Pat, are you still good for a couple more questions? Sure. I am keeping Okay. I'm on, I've got the time clock on, so no worries, no pitch clock. But since uh, we're talking about coming to the ballpark, are there any new food options at Celine Field in 2023? And for those that are watching or listening to this podcast have never been to Celine Field. Can you just tell us what is currently on the menu uh, for food options? Yeah, well, uh, our, our uh, ballpark, as you mentioned, Salem Field is, uh, you know, that's a uh, the local food uh, food company here in Buffalo and uh, come down and get a Salem's hot dog. That is their, their premier product. Uh, we have those at the ballpark. We just had an event this past Saturday and I uh, had a couple myself and, and enjoy uh, having a hot dog at, at a ball game. So, uh, you know, hot dogs at the ballpark are always such an important part of, of, of the, the tradition. So um, you can come get a hot dog, some great food options at, at our concession stands. Uh, beef on Weck is a Buffalo staple here with the, the roast beef sandwich on a, a Kaiser roll with uh, caraway seeds and salt. And uh, if you haven't had that before, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, we have the Consumers Pub at the Park where uh, it's a pregame buffet that you can um, purchase ahead of time or just uh, show up 
day of the game and, and, and take part in as well. So uh, a lot of good, different good food options and uh, any new options this year, you'll have to stay tuned as we'll have a, we have an event coming up in a couple of weeks to debut some new products. So uh, always some exciting stuff uh, to be unveiled before the start of the year. And are you still having your Thursday night, Friday night beer specials as well for the local yeah. craft beers? Yeah, there will be a resurgence brewing happy hour on Fridays for our Honda Friday night bashes. We'll all be a part of it again as well. Um, always enjoy that. And uh, Thirsty Thursday was a, a good promotion last year. And uh, again, check out bisons.com because I know in the past, uh, you know, we've always had uh, a lot of Thursday afternoon games uh, throughout the course of the summer, but we've kind of shifted that a little bit uh, this year as well to to adjust to the, the the change in kind of demand of 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 the different days of the week where Wednesday's our day game. So uh, we'll be playing on Thursday nights at home uh, for the majority of the summer as well, and uh, we'll be having plenty of um, different specials and, and promotions th for those nights. Okay, are you guys bringing back those baby blue jerseys again for your third jerseys this year? Yeah, the same uniform combinations that we had last year. We had the the home, the roads, um, the the baby blue Sunday jerseys, the the alternate blue uh, jersey tops, and even a couple that mentioned Star Wars night. We have a couple of other ones I can't uh, unveil right now, but uh, some really cool uh, jerseys that are, that'll be coming this year as well. Uh, you know that that really say um, you know really represent who we are and, and where we're from and 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 what what uh, buffalo is all about so i uh, looking forward to a lot of a lot of that stuff that not only the the primary and, and alternate jerseys but some of the the specialty days at the ballpark that uh, we're looking forward to unveiling throughout the course of the year okay definitely and i uh, just got two quick questions for you pat um uh, this one i had to bring up uh just one second um i forgot i made a boo-boo on the graphics but um who do you like to win the World Baseball Classic? And uh, I already answered this part of the question. And what's it like having 33 uh, current or former Bisons in this tournament? And uh, who do you who do you like overall to win it? Yeah, it's it's, it's such an interesting question. I, I don't even like obviously you know down here in the states. I'd love to see the USA defend their title, but it's such a unique tournament and, and different type of experience, um, whether it's, you know, the pitchers being on uh, pitch limits because it's really still during spring training. You don't want injuries to happen, um, you know, and things like the mercy rule that, that you don't see in a course of a regular game. So, you know, I've seen that a handful of times, you know, Canada has been on the, the good side and the bad side of it. Um, the U S nearly um, on the wrong side of it against Mexico a couple of days ago. And then once you get to the knockout stage, um, it's exciting as well. So I, I don't know who the clear cut favorite for, for me is, but yeah, it's a point of pride. We talk about it all the time of, you know, whether it's the Buffalo Baseball Hall of Fame, these 33 players that you mentioned, uh, there's also several coaches that are coaching in the World Baseball Classic that came through Buffalo and just the 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 web and the, the alumni tree that has been built through uh, what has been so many successful seasons, not only since the modern era, which we consider 1985 to the present, but also throughout just the course of history of baseball. There have been so many influential figures that have either come from Buffalo or played for uh, the different Buffalo Bisons teams um, that, that we really uh, take a lot of pride in. Now, I know Max Scheiser, the Mets, was saying he would have liked to play in this tournament, but he says he was concerned that when they do this in March, guys would throw their arms out. Now, do you agree with it being now in March, or do you think maybe they should do it during the middle of the season, uh, Major League Baseball? Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't do it in the middle of the season. I wouldn't want to stop the 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 regular season, kind of like what the NBA is thinking of doing with that uh, kind of um, – 
Premier League style tournament um, that's been talked about recently. Um, I, I, I like I, there's pros and cons to everything, but I do think uh, if you're going to have it, it has to be at the beginning of the season because you can't have it at the end of the year after so many players have played, whether it's 150 in the minors or 162 uh, game seasons in the majors in season, you don't want to stop the momentum of what is a, a full year of baseball. So spring training is the only really logical place to put it. Um, but then again, you know, I mentioned that the pitch limits um, for guys, you know, only being able to throw 65 pitches in the opening round because they don't want pitchers to have an elbow or shoulder injury and um, things like that. So I, I don't think there's a good answer, but I think it's probably the best place it could be um, just given kind of the situation. Okay. And I just got two quick questions to wrap this up, Pat. Uh, this one I had to ask you since you do some college basketball, but since we got this going on in March, who are some of the teams to watch out for in the uh, NCAA March Madness Tournament? And do you have a particular favorite right now? I mean, Alabama has been such a good team and, you know, it's been, you know, their story's well documented this year and, and they've have, have, have their own issues to, to deal with on and off the court. Um, you know, Houston was such a good team this year. Um, suffered a defeat in their conference championship, but are really good UCLA injuries have really uh, maybe taken them out of what, what could be a championship season. It's a lot of the traditional names of college basketball. It feels like and but then the, the fun thing that we've seen over the last really five NCAA tournament seasons is it's unpredictable because there are teams last year in, in the conference that Canisius and Niagara are in uh, the Metro Atlantic athletic conference. St. Peter's goes to the elite eight not because they were the best team, but they were a group of players that played together for three or four years and they were the best team and they were able to beat a lot of really good teams, but maybe didn't have the chemistry. So uh, that's the, the stuff I look forward to in March is, you know, can an Iona upset a UConn who's playing really good basketball right now? Um, you know, is Iowa state a team that plays really good against uh, the, the tough competition of the big 12? Are they able to make a run? Um, you know, who are the Cinderella's this year? So those are all the exciting things that that's why March Madness has that moniker. And uh, that's why so many people love to follow it. And the tournament field keeps expanding. And that's why I love about it. And I don't have a favorite. I'm just going to watch it, enjoy it. And uh, I'm sure there'll be some upsets as well. Pat, final question for you. I'll let you go if you've got one more minute. Uh, where can my audience find you on social media? And where can they, again, find uh, purchase Buffalo Bison's uh, tickets for their home games at Selene Field? And just uh, briefly about the home opener against the uh, Worcester Red Sox. I believe it's uh, April 4th at 2.05. Thursday, April 4th at 2.05, first pitch. Yep. Salem Field will have uh, the Worcester Red Sox here for the first of two trips on the season. As you mentioned, 205 on Tuesday, April the 4th. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, you can head to bisons.com, get all the ticket and promotion information that we've talked about. Um, you know, it's it'd be a great summer here at the ballpark. Mentioned uh, Canadian tickets at par for, for our friends uh, on your side of the border uh, to come enjoy Bison games. And uh, you can find me on social media at PatWGR on Twitter. And uh, you know, looking forward to interacting with folks throughout the course of the year. All right. Well, Pat, hey, I was going to say um, thank you so much for giving me some time out of your busy schedule. I uh, really appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to coming down to Celine Field, hopefully a few times this year uh, to cover the team. And I really appreciate the uh, opportunity. And uh, you guys made me feel like part of the team when I was down there last summer as well. Glad to hear it and looking forward to seeing you this summer, Chris. Okay, Pat. Well, you have a great afternoon and uh, let's go Bisons. Good luck. 
All right, guys, that was Season 5, Episode 32 of Live with CDP Sports Talk, which is now um, weeknights, uh, now weeknights, uh, Monday to Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Metro Atlanta. And again, I want to say thank you to Ryan O'Neill, the station manager, for giving me an opportunity to have this show on his station uh, three to four times a week. So please check out WQEE 99.1 FM, the key for live with CDP Sports Talks uh, weeknights uh, from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern as well. And again, I want to say thanks to Pat Malacaro, again, the voice of the Buffalo Bisons for coming on today and uh, looking forward to uh, going down to Celine Field this summer and covering the team as a freelance journalism uh, journalist. And uh, it's a great time. If you guys haven't been to a game yet at Celine Field in Buffalo, it's five minutes from the Peace Bridge right off exit six. There's plenty of parking there. The ticket price is affordable and it's a great environment, great ballpark, great environment, uh, good food selection. And, uh, it's a great location in downtown Buffalo as well. And uh, the Blue Jays and Bison's partnership has been great. And even if you're not a Blue Jays fan, AAA baseball is very good baseball, very competitive. And you see a lot of great talent as well. And uh, I'm a Tigers fan, so I'm hoping the Toledo Mud Hens uh, come to Buffalo this year, but we'll see. But uh, anyways, guys, again, uh, thanks to Pat Melacaro for coming on here today. And also, guys, I do have another podcast show today. Uh, live with CDP uh, doubleheader at four o'clock Eastern. My guest is going to be Nino Chimino. He is an actor, writer, producer, and founder of Chimio Chimio Productions. If I said that right, uh, out in Los Angeles, California, he is a huge Chicago Bears, Chicago Bulls fan. So I look forward to speaking to Nino Nino about his acting uh, career out there. And also, um, he grew up in Chicago or just outside of Chicago in Rockford, Illinois. So hopefully, we can talk about his uh, family's pizzeria uh, business in Chicago as well, guys. Before we wrap this up, guys, I'm going to just play a little clip of my interview with uh, Windsor Express of the National Basketball League of Canada, uh, center number 33, William Claiborne from the Windsor Express. I did this interview last Wednesday at the Kitchener Memorial Auditorium after the uh, Express's win over the Kitchener-Waterloo uh, Titans. Uh, Chris Palmer, AKC, CDP here at the Kitchener. With a very impressive 125 to 101 win over the Kitchener Waterloo Titans. Um, my guest here is William Cleborne. He is a center with the Windsor Express. William, thoughts on this win tonight and uh, what caused the turnaround in the second quarter? Because you guys were down by, I think, 12 or more points in the first. Just uh, tell us how you turned it on in the second quarter. Just um, stay together. You know, when we're playing together and we have fun out there, we usually have a great basketball game. So we stayed together, you know, we pushed through, we fought hard, and we came back and we got the dub. Would you consider this one of your better wins of the season? Uh, yes, because everybody was had shots, everybody had the ball, everybody was having fun. You know, it was an overall good win. And I really thought uh, it started with the defense and that everybody balanced scoring tonight. Uh, just quick thoughts on this Kitchen Waterloo Titans team. Uh, they play tough. They play rough. They're a really good team. Um, okay. And where are you from, William? I'm from Slidell, Louisiana. That's right outside of New Orleans. 
How much of an adjustment was it coming from the States to Canada? Uh, really big adjustment. It's, it's cold here right now, but at home, everybody is outside barbecuing and having fun in the sun. Quick thoughts on Coach Bill Jones. Uh, that's my guy. He, he breaks his back for us. And is there a story behind your number? Number 33? Yeah. Um, no, actually, I was just given this number. My favorite number is 15. 15? Yeah. 33 is a good number. Larry Bird yeah. wore number 33 with the Boston Celtics. But yes, the, um, what do you like about the NBLC so much? Uh, the arenas, the team. Well, my team, this is the only team I've been with, the guys that's behind the scenes and stuff like that. You know, we're a real family, and that's why I'm back here. And what do you think of playing for the Windsor Express in the city of the Windsor? Uh, it's very cold. It's always cold. Never, it's never not cold. And, you know, Windsor Express, they treated me good. They gave me everything I needed to be the best basketball player I could be. Favorite NBA team, favorite NFL? Uh, I have a new NBA team, it's the Suns, and because my favorite player is Kevin Durant. Good choice. I'm a Detroit Pistons fan, but we're in a rebuild. Um, what, what, what? What, we're going to wrap this up shortly, William. What's one word to describe you as a basketball player? Hard work. Wait, diligent. And what kind of identity do you guys want for this express team for the, the fans to see this year? Uh, makes us better on offense. Okay. And where can my uh, audience find you on social media? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at PostGodEasy. PostGodEasy. Definitely. And uh, when is your next game? I believe it's Friday night. Friday against the Kitchener Waterloo Titans. So you guys are going to have to get ready again, prepare. How difficult is it playing the same team so many times in a uh, week? It's like a playoff setting. You have to constantly make adjustments, and that's it. Okay. You just got to make adjustments. Well, I'm going to wrap this up, William, but thank you for coming on live with CDP. And I will have to get up to a game at the uh, WFC Center yeah. in Windsor. I'm out of Guelph, so I'm not well, come here. On, come on and see. It's real lit. Man. It's great basketball. And you guys, like I said, you guys are now 6-7 and seven and try to even up. If you come to the game, I'll put you on my list. You get in free. You know. Oh, you don't have to do that. But thank you so much, William. I really appreciate it. Have safe travel back to Windsor. Yes, all right, guys, that clip was courtesy of my YouTube channel, and that was William Claiborne, number 33, a center with the Windsor Express. And uh, I really appreciate him coming on my show. And uh, thank you to the National Basketball League of Canada for having me as a media affiliate as I cover their games live or on their post-game Zoom shows as well, guys. Again, my next live with CDP Sports Talk. Sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet and on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Metro Atlanta, will be uh, 4 o'clock this afternoon. My guest again will be Nino Chimino. He's an actor, writer, producer, and founder of Chimino Productions. And we're going to talk about his uh, uh, movie career, being a producer, director, actor, and also starting up his own production company uh, when he was 21 years old. And uh, also talk a little bit about the uh, Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears. He's a huge fan of as well. Guys, also with my guest, Pat Malacaro, you can follow Pat on Twitter at Pat. WGR that's at Pat WGR as well and also you can check out his station odyssey.com slash WGR 550 as well and also guys you can check out the Buffalo Bison's website uh, MILB 
dot com slash buffalo so that's uh m i l b dot com slash buffalo bisons or you guys can get your tickets on bisons.com as well and their home opener again guys is i believe uh april 4th against the worcester red sox at 205 p.m in downtown buffalo and it should be a great season for the bisons and again the bisons open up the regular season i believe march 31st against the scrant wilkin scranton wilkberry uh triple uh, a team uh farm team of the new york yankees as well so, all right, guys, uh, as always, Live with CDP Sports Talk is live streamed on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. Also, guys, you can follow my website, beacons.ai slash Chris Palme. All my social media work, content work is all there, and my previous podcast shows is there as well. And also, guys, live with CDP Sports Talk is sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet Dealership, 905 Woodlawn Road West in the Guelph Auto Mall. You can check out barrycullen.com again for the newest selection of new and pre-owned GM vehicles or give them a call at 519-824-0210 or email them at info at barrycullen.com. And also, guys, you can pre-order the all-electric Cadillac Lyric or the all-electric Silverado, again, at Barry Collins Chevrolet. And if you want to test drive a Cadillac Lyric, uh, just either call them or email them, and they can arrange that as well, guys. You can also follow me on TikTok at Live with CDP. That's at Live with CDP on TikTok. I post a lot of social content, video content there, my podcast on there as well, guys. Also, guys, StreamYard is the official live stream provider of Live with CDP Sports Talk. If you're into webinars or podcasting like myself, uh, StreamYard, I would highly recommend as well. And as always, guys, Live with CDP Sports Talk is also produced by CDP Media Productions here in Ontario as well. Live with CDP Sports Talk podcast, the audio version is available on iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, CastBox, LinkedIn, Stitcher, and Tuned In as well. And if you have any questions or comments about my show here on Live with CDP Sports Talk or on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Atlanta, you guys can email me directly at cpome, that's cpome, P-O-M-A-Y, 19 at gmail.com. Any questions or suggestions or what feedback uh, would be greatly appreciated. And you guys can also follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, just type in Chris Palme and I'll accept you as well. And also, guys, you can also follow me on Facebook, uh, Twitter at Chris D. Palme, Instagram. And also, guys, please cons- please consider subscribing and liking my YouTube channel. Uh, type in Chris Palme or Live with CDP Sports Talk on my YouTube channel as well. I post a lot of content there as well. And I think that's about it, guys. Uh, There was some NFL news today, obviously. Um, The Buffalo Bills signed free agent guard uh, Connor McGovern from the Dallas Cowboys, I believe, a three-year contract as well. And right now we have the World Baseball Classic going on. Last night, the USB Canada 
12 to 1. And again, guys, I want to say happy National Pie Day as well. And uh, my favorite pie is blueberry pie as well, guys. Oh, one other thing, guys. Uh, the Buffalo Bisons are also excited to welcome back the great baseball fans from Southern Ontario uh, to Celine Field in 2023. And we'll be accepting Canadian money at par, as Pat Malacaro mentioned, for the purchase of all single-game tickets by Canadian residents through May 31st. So if you've never been to a Bisons game in Buffalo yet, uh, please check this offer out. And it's on bisons.com com as well no service no fee pre-sale for all the 2023 single game ticket sales as well and that's oh one other shout out guys can you check out fix it auto collision at 905 woodlawn road west in the guelph auto mall and you can speak with kevin knight their body shop manager or email them at guelph at fixauto.com or call them at 519 0600 as well. They did a nice job on my little minor fender bender I had a couple of weeks ago. So check out Fix It Auto Collision if you have if you unfortunately have an accident and they can do a great job in restoring the body of your car as well, guys. And that's about it. Again, I want to say thank you to my guest, Pat Mello Carroll uh, from the Buffalo Bisons, the play-by-play announcer, and also with WGR 550 uh, for coming on my show for a third time and talking some uh, baseball today with the Buffalo Bisons and also a little bit about the Sabres as well as the Toronto Blue Jays. So again, uh, thank you to Pat for coming on. And guys, I hope you guys can tune in to Season 5, Episode 33 this afternoon at 4 o'clock Eastern with my guest, Nino Chimino, actor, writer, producer, and founder of his own production company called Chimino Productions as well. Looking forward to that as well. And the guys, and that's about it, guys. Um, I hope you guys all have a great afternoon, and we'll see you back here at 4 o'clock for another edition of Live with CDP Sports Talk. And if you guys can give me some time later this afternoon, I will download both uh, podcast episodes to my audio platforms, and eventually they will be on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key and Metro Atlanta. Shout out to Ryan O'Neill, their station manager, for giving me this opportunity as well. All right. Have a great afternoon, everybody, and we'll see you again here at 4 o'clock for another edition of Live with CDP Sports Talk. Thank you to everyone watching this live stream today and also on my audio platform and to my audience on WQEE 99.1 FM in Metro Atlanta uh, weeknights at 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock on that station as well. All right, guys, we'll talk to you at 4 o'clock for another edition of Live with CDP Sports Talk. Have a great afternoon, everybody.